Hey, how's everybody doing? Matt Browning here, uh, Purpose Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. We're doing a bonus session, and tonight is going to be all about how to take care of our time. Here's what I've been finding as, as an entrepreneur, one of the, the toughest things to do is to not let our time bleed over from one area of life to another. And I can tell you, hi, Kevin. Hey, B. Hey, Clara. Just seeing some people joining us. Hello, De- uh, Devon. Devon, nice. If you guys have any questions at all as I'm getting into this, feel free to comment uh, below or ask any questions. So we're talking about segmenting our time and, and how do you as an entrepreneur um, or just as a busy person, honestly, how do you how do you balance? You know, I'm, I'm trying to be a great dad, a great father, a good friend. I got my family to take care of. Not only that, but I'm running a business. My wife and I are leading a church. Uh, I'm trying to take care of my body and have health and work out and and, and have fun still, you know, and go out climbing. And, and like there's a lot of stuff to do. I'm trying to grow a sweet beard. Can you see it? So the point is, I, I got a lot going on. And I know you do, too. So. Like, here's the thing, if you're ever going to let go of stress and you're ever going to let go of overwhelm, see, if right now you suffer from sometimes having stress, having overwhelm, feeling like people are, uh, are putting their needs on you and there's just not enough time to do the things you want to do. Thank you for uh, the beard looking good. I appreciate that. Um, but if you're, if you're trying to make sure that, that you get the things done that you want to get done and you want ultimately to live the life that you want to live, there's a couple of key principles. So number one, you gotta take control back. So number one, take control of your time. I know that sounds easier said than done. Believe it or not, it's actually easier done than said. Um, The question is, who has control over our time? Well, there's only one person making the schedule. There's only one person making my schedule in my life. It's my wife. Well, technically, uh, it is. Lola handles the schedule um, and the calendar. But, like, you know, ultimately, who's responsible for me deciding what is a priority and what is not a priority, right? So, a couple of principles I think will will help. I'm going to try to go just, you know, just 10 minutes or so tonight just to give you just a concept on this. Um, I will be launching a longer podcast episode talking all about stewarding time and how to manage time really, really effectively. So just the simple principles are this. Number one, no one's in control of your time but you. So even if friends, family, uh, bosses, whoever, if somebody's trying to get you to do something, the reality is they want you to do something, but it's still up to you if you wanna do it or not. So I gotta realize that internally, even if the world doesn't seem like that, I'm the one responsible for whether or not I'm gonna say yes to something. So the first principle in stewarding your time is take control by learning how to say yes and learning how to say no. There are times when I say yes to people, and there are times I've learned to say no. You know what I used to do a lot? Um, Man, and I'll catch myself doing this because it's one of my favorite things. Uh, It's pretty dysfunctional. I wouldn't want to let people down. So when someone asks me to do something, if I know that I don't have the time, I would usually answer with like, okay, I'll do my best or I'll try to get it done. I'll see what I can do. Um, You know, yeah, yeah, I could probably make that happen. And I'm always trying to to please people and I didn't want to let anyone down, right? And wow, what a terrible, terrible thing to do is let people down. You know, it's worse than letting people down by saying no, saying you'll do something and then breaking your word, losing your integrity, and then ultimately the people that you were supposed to serve or be with, you let them down, plus the people that you overpromised to you let down. And all of a sudden, I found myself at the end of the night going, dude, I feel like a failure because, um, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I feel like a failure because I'm letting everybody down. I feel like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking care of anyone in my life. So what I've had to learn to do is to say no to things. 
So it kind of sounds like this. Somebody says, oh my gosh, um, I really need some help. Um, XYZ happened and I need ABC. Could you help me? And I have to look at the person and no matter who they are, if I know that, that I do not have the time for it, or I know that I have a priority to put my time somewhere else. And I'm gonna talk about time priorities in a second. Uh, but if I know I have priorities to put my time somewhere else, I need to be able to look at them and say, oh my gosh, I get it, I'm so sorry about that. I wish I could help, unfortunately I just don't have the time right now for it. Um, what are you going to do? And asking somebody, what are you gonna do, is a really good question. Um, I, I ask my son that a lot, you know. He spills something, he says, Dad, I spilled it. And I look at him and say, oh wow, yeah, you did. What are you gonna do? And I just stop, right? Because what, like as a parent, what do I usually do? Like what do I want to do? I spilled it, Dad. Oh, l let me clean it up. But here's the thing. If, if you're a parent, you've, you've cleaned up your children's mess, and at some point as a parent, we need to learn how to stop cleaning up our kids' mess. And some people can't, can't stop cleaning up the world's mess. I cannot be the one to clean up your mess. I can't be the one to clean up my neighbor's mess, my friend's mess. I can't be the one to clean up an employee's mess. I can't be the one to clean up the world's mess, right? That's why I don't get involved, you may notice. I never get involved with political rantings, and there's a reason for it. Um, I'm not here to clean up that mess. Do I care about issues? Absolutely. Um, but I need to be really guarded with my time and where I steward my time. And I believe you do too. So learn to say yes and learn to say no to people. Um, there's nothing more empowering, I believe, to say no to someone, even if you love them and they need the help. Sometimes just because someone needs it doesn't mean that I need to give it. Um, another thing to consider too, um, glad you like that, uh, Clara. Oh, hey, Tim. I see Tim Gillette's on there. What's up, buddy? Another thing to consider with the yes and no is think of it like this. So when you say yes to one thing, you'll always be saying no to another. Now, follow me on this. Um, it might not seem obvious, right? Someone, you're hanging out at home reading a book and someone says, hey, can you help me pick me up? My car broke down. Oh, sure, of course. Now, again, I'm saying sometimes you, you do need to say yes because you want to be a friend and be there for somebody and, and you have the time. But in that case, you said yes to picking up your friend and you said no to having quiet time and recharging and reading your book. Now, here's the thing. That's up to you to decide is that valuable enough or not, right? Um, what's more important? So you always have to be looking at priority. So don't look at urgency. Look at priority. You might want to write that one down if you're, uh, if you're not driving right now. Um, when it comes to deciding where to steward your time, don't look at urgency, look at priority. So somebody might call me or, or even uh, text me and, and say, I have this urgent thing, but I need to decide, well, is, is their urgency more important than whatever else I'm going to spend my time on? And what if it's, I don't have really an evening planned, but I know I'm going to go home, I'm going to sit with my wife, and we don't have a date maybe, but we just are going to sit and I know that we'll chat and I know we'll connect, and I know we'll just talk things out, and we're just gonna spend some quality time. Again, it's not planned, but understand if I say yes to your urgency, I'm saying no to spending that time with my wife, and sometimes you know, relationships aren't always built by doing um, crazy, special, uh, memorable things together, like going out and doing something. Relationships oftentimes are built just by sitting with someone, just by spending time side by side and letting magic happen, letting things develop. So um, just consider that it's not urgency, it's priority, and you're gonna decide where to steward that time. So a couple of gems that I hope you picked up so far is to recap, we're talking about how to compartmentalize your life as an entrepreneur, as someone as a busy person. And number one, uh, what was it? 
I feel like it was a really important one, right? Number one is decide where you're gonna spend your time, learn how to say yes, learn how to say no. No, that was number two. All right, well the point is you understand what I'm talking about. There's a few good gems in there somewhere. Um, but right, so learn to say yes, learn to say no. And then the third thing you wanna talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, is learning to compartmentalize things. And this was really hard for me because what I'll have is like if you're self-employed, you probably have potential customers coming at you maybe any time of day or night, especially if you're in e-commerce. My goodness, you could have anything, right? Anything at all at any time of day or night. Um, so we need to be able to compartmentalize our time. So there has to be time when you switch on one area in life and switch off in another area in life. So let's just say it's 1030 at night. I would not be doing this Facebook Live right now if my wife was up, if my son was up. So I could have done it a few hours ago and I didn't. Um, but I wanted to do this today because it's Mondays with Matt. So I thought I, gotta, I, I still need to be able to get that in. So I, I chunked time, right? So right after work by six o'clock, I was out. I was done with the office day. Um, my, I actually picked up my son. It was really cool. I picked him up at three o'clock today, brought him in with me and he got to play with a friend with Tina's son, Max, and they got to play for a few hours. And then we went home. And then we hung out, we ate food, he took some medicine because he was just getting over being sick uh, about a week ago. And, and I spent time with my wife, I spent time with uh, uh, Jason and Nate who were living with us, two boys that are going to the church, uh, really, really great men. So spent some time with them and just kind of spent some family time, right? And that was from about 6.30 till uh, right about 10. And Val's in bed, Lowell's in bed, boys are out hanging out, and now I said, okay, so now I, I've had my family time, so now what do I wanna do next? Well, I could do some recharge time for Matt, or I could do this right now, and I'm happy to do this right now, because it's actually pretty fun and recharging for me to, uh, to connect with you, so I'm glad to do that. Um, but it, it's all about compartmentalizing, so I'll give, give you a couple examples. Um, also, when you're compartmentalizing time, you have to be able to say no to things that don't fit in the compartment, and yes to things that do fit in the compartment. So, for instance, Mondays will be my day that I don't schedule uh, meetings, but I'll have I'll go into the office and I'll have some meetings. First off, usually Monday morning, um, the whole morning, I take Val to school in the morning every Monday, and then I'll spend some quiet time with me and God, I'll read the Bible, I'll pray, I'll just kind of just spend time in the morning just chilling and getting ready for the whole week, kind of doing some visioning time. And I don't care who you are, you can't pay me any, any amount of money to interrupt that process. I'm gonna vision Monday morning and I'm gonna be my creator. Then the later part of Monday by you know 11 to 12 or so, then I'm gonna go in the office for kind of a uh, half a day and I'm gonna just have open time with Anna or with Jeremy or Tina came in today or if Sasha comes in or Mike, or anyone in the office obviously, anyone on the team, uh, just to have time there. But I don't make appointments on Monday, right? So if you if you said I want to I want to get a coaching session or I want to have a phone call with you, I want to schedule something. I'm going to schedule all of my phone call time on Tuesdays, if at all possible. Now understand, with the compartmentalizing process of timing, sometimes you need to make exceptions, and that's totally cool. But the secret is you got to start with something. So if you don't start at least with with, with a structure where you have your days laid out, someone else will. So you can write this one down. If you don't have a plan for your time, someone else does. I promise you. So uh, I used to live my life like this. I really did. My wife, Lola, helped me a ton to um, understand um, the need to schedule and actually to, to respect and value time, right? So I'll spend time and get together with someone, and there's nothing wrong with spending 
two hours with someone or an hour at coffee or a three hour evening. And then at the end of that three hour period, nothing wrong with saying, hey, it was so great. I loved hanging out. So, hey, have a great night and let's catch up again soon. But I don't know about you. I, I, <laughs> I would feel guilty because I thought if someone else wanted to keep it open-ended and stay as long as they wanted to, I feel like I would have to do that too. But the truth is that was what someone else needs. That's not what I need. Sometimes what I had to learn is to respect my own boundary around time, right? So I, um, I, could, I could say, hey, if at the end of a certain time, I'm just going to say, that was so great. I really enjoyed hanging out. And then I can end that time. And there's nothing wrong with saying I want to do it again. But it's really important that if I get, remember, if you give time one place, you're taking it somewhere else. Hey, Kisma, nice to see you. If you give time one place, you're taking it somewhere else. So if I give an extra hour over here to someone who I didn't plan it, but they kind of took the extra hour, I'm actually taking that hour away from something. It's just like money, right? It's got to go somewhere. Excuse me. Ooh, good question, Leanne. I'm going to answer that in a second. Um, It has to take from somewhere, just like money, right? If you only got $100 coming in this week, it's going to go somewhere. And if you bought an extra cup of coffee, that five bucks had to come from somewhere, So that means you didn't have $5 to spend somewhere else. Same thing exists with time. You take one hour here, you had to take an hour over there. Now you might not have an extra hour scheduled that you took, but that means ultimately you're gonna take an hour from your personal time, an hour from your significant other time, an hour from your working out time, and you didn't find a time to work out. I've done that. Um, Or the worst one we do, because it's such a gray zone, we take an hour from our sleep. And then instead of sleeping, six, seven, eight hours, whatever you do, you know, you're sleeping an hour less. So if you, if you give it one place, you got to take it somewhere else. So learn how to have boundaries around timing. So again, I'll give you an example of my week that might make sense. So Monday morning, praying time, quiet time with God, Monday afternoon, no appointments, but I'll have open uh, conversations with the team and brainstorming content creation. We might record a podcast. Uh, That's why I have Facebook Lives on Monday because that's kind of a a thing. And then Tuesday is my call day. So all my private coaching clients, I don't have a ton, but you know who you are. Um, There's a handful of just kind of high-end, pinnacle elite coaching clients. And all of them get regular coaching time with me on the phone, Um, but it's always on Tuesday. And here's what's so cool. If you're a coach, listen to this. You might think, well, I, I can't have all my coaching on Tuesday because I just I, I do it kind of whenever my clients can do it. And I've heard a lot of people say that, of course. And they'll ask their clients, so what day is good for you? And okay, well, they say this day, I say that day, and, and we're always trying to do that. Here's the thing. If somebody hires you, you owe a responsibility of having a structure in place that they get to follow. You're diagnosing their following, right? You're laying out a plan. So the moment I have a client, I'm talking, I mean, I'm not going to say numbers on Facebook Live, but like a pretty darn high-end clients, high, high, high five-figure contracts, people that want to do private coaching with me. And as soon as we finish that, the the contract and we set up what they're going to get and what the year is going to look like, the very next thing I say is, okay, wonderful. Here's how it works. I don't say what's good for you. I say, here's how it works. So we do the coaching on Tuesdays. Do you want to start on this Tuesday or that Tuesday? They pick one. And then I'll say, great. So right now, let's see. I have I have a 1045 time slot open and I have a 245 time slot open. And I literally give them two options on the one day that I do coaching. And guess how many people have balked and said, I can't do that. Guess how many? No one. Not one person has ever said, I can't do it. 
See, the thing is when somebody hires you or says, I want to learn from you, whether it's I want to disciple with you in church life or it's I want you to coach me in business life or I want to take your program or whatever it is. When someone says, I want you to please help me, you're the one who lays out the plan and the structure and then no one ever has an issue with it. And the truth is, if they have a, a big issue and they can't do it, they always end up moving it around. Otherwise, they weren't really that committed in the first place. I generally find. I'm sure there's exceptions, but that's what I find. Um, so sometimes someone says, oh, I have something on Tuesday, but then the next thing out of their, their mouth is, oh, but I, I can move that, no problem. Um, see, I'm the one who has a little bit less uh, availability, so, so they're gonna do that. And then here's the thing, I do the same thing when it comes to somebody else, right? Leanne was just asking, do you have to have the same boundary with upward environment? So I think you're meaning that if I'm in an environment that like would it compel me upwards, so people that are um, making more money or doing uh, more spiritual growth or whatever the case may be that I can be learning from, yeah, I'll, I'll do a little bit of the same. Uh, well, I won't have the same boundary necessarily. I might make exceptions in that case. Right, so I'm at a leaders conference and there's some really, really like great people to glean from. So I might say, look, normally I'd go back and, and get to bed early, but tonight, like I just came back from this um, transformational leaders retreat with uh, Jesse Corn uh, and Charlotte Jacobs put it on. It was phenomenal up in Santa Cruz. There was 110 people, all high six and seven figure earners, uh, some eight figure people. It was pretty incredible. Um, and I count myself blessed to have been invited to something like that. It was just, it, it was off the charts. And every night I stayed up late, right? Because there was like some good conversations and, and really things I didn't want to miss out on. So I slept short for three nights in a row because um, I wanted to be a part of that, right? So that's totally worth it. So I hope that makes sense. Um, you can decide when to, when to shift and when to have exceptions on your time boundaries based on the value that you're receiving or, the, or, or what's needing to happen at the time. And again, there's been times when, when people come to me with an urgency that I know is really important. And, and there are times that you have to decide for yourself and who it is. But there's times when I've, I've, I'll stop everything and say, I'll be there for you. You know, um, when my brother was in the hospital and, and was, you know, he was in the hospital six weeks before he passed away. I'll tell you this, like I, I put everything on hold. Um, I only missed a couple of days because I had really, really big prior commitments, uh, huge seminars that I, I, I couldn't let down that I had promised people. So I literally I went to San Diego three days in a row and then I came back. So for a month and a half, I was only gone for I think like six days. Um, but everything else, I moved everything to be there. So the point is this again, it's urgency, but, it, but more important than urgency is priority. If the priority is high enough, we always find the time, we find the way to, to be present for it. Um, don't let someone else's urgency be your priority. That's the important thing. And the final piece, I'll just kind of finish up on compartmentalizing. Um, so going back through my week, so Monday's no schedule, Tuesday's are coaching call times. And then I'll also schedule in, here's what's neat. So every Tuesday is coaching call times. I got a block from 10 to two, or sorry, from uh, 10 to 12, and then a block from two to four. And in those blocks, I can fit three 30-minute calls in each block. That, so see if you follow that. That would be a, a call at 10, another call at 10.45. So I'll go 10 to 10.30 for a call, 15-minute break or slash running over. And that, so if I have a 30-minute coaching call, I'm going to schedule them 45 minutes apart. So I'll do a call at 10, 10.45, 11.30, and then that call ends at 12. And then I have a two-hour break for myself. So that's about as much as I can handle just kind of emotionally, I think, and physically probably. So 10 to 2 gives me three calls. And then two, uh, two to four gives me the same three more calls. So I can fit six people every week, every Tuesday. 
Now, right now I only have, I think four regular coaching clients that are the high end private clients that see me and I, and I talk to them every two weeks. Okay. So follow me on this. What that does is it leaves me, if every Tuesday I block off those coaching times, I also have an automatic scheduler. Like try this out. Um, and you, you're not allowed to book it unless you, you know, obviously uh, we talked about it, but I have a, a scheduler at timewithmat.com. And if you wanted to, to schedule um, a strategy call, um, uh, you're a joint venture partner of mine or you're one of, the, one of my clients, you go to timewithmat.com and you'll see the calendar. So if you want to, feel free to go over there and you can check out how I have it structured. I use schedule once and I have that every Tuesday, 10 to 12 and two to four is open. But then what happens is any regular coaching clients for the every other Tuesday, they'll book their times and they're already set. So it shows as unavailable. But then in my scheduler, it'll show other alternate Tuesdays, right, that are available. So if I said, hey, let's book a phone call together, um, or uh, Sasha finds another speaker friend and we're going to JV or something, uh, joint venture together, and we're gonna, she's going to book a call, they're going to find a time on a Tuesday that's going to work. Now, if it's really urgent or it's a big name person or whatever, right, it's really important, She'll text me and say, hey, can, can I book a call Wednesday afternoon? Sure, no problem. Like, we'll make the exception. I got no issue with that. Um, but generally, I try to keep all Tuesdays or phone call days. Wednesdays are in-person sessions. So I have some clients that do two-hour or even five-hour VIP days. And, you know, kind of pricey. You know, it's cool. Um, but VIP days are always and only Wednesdays. And, and that's how it goes. And then Thursday, I'll have appointment times and, and things like that. And then Friday, I try to um, take the day off work as much as possible. Um, and that's a day that I'll spend a lot of time like doing church planning, visioning, praying. I'll do studying a lot, um, leading a church. You know, I got to be in the word. I got to be studying and praying. So I spend time, you know, reading books, um, reading scripture, um, just studying things out for myself. Right. And then also to... Um, to bring forward what, you know, maybe a preach on a Sunday or things like that. So I got to take time for that too. So that's my loose schedule, right? And then Saturday, I try to leave off as much as possible. Some Saturdays have seminars. If I don't have a, se a seminar on Saturday, it's family day and that's how it is. And then Sunday's church. Um, and then I'll schedule one thing after church, like maybe lunch with uh, people or, um, or I'll take just my wife and, and son and, and we'll spend the time together at home. So the idea though is this, you got to consider like when it's family time, it's family time. You take this guy, you take your cell phone and you put it out, right? Family time isn't sitting on the couch with your cell phone. Like, and trust me, I'm the most guilty person, right? I got a log in my eye when I'm talking about your spec, I get it. Um, but one of the things I try really hard to do is if I'm actually doing family time to hang out with them, that means that goes away and maybe me and Val are playing a video game or I'm sitting talking with Lowell on the couch and I'm rubbing her feet or like, you know, like I'm just sitting, I'm being present. Um, if it's office time, I'm going to go to the office and I'm going to work. But here's the thing. If I get an email right now, I'll tell you it's 1048. I got to go pretty soon. It's 1048. Aside from this Facebook live that I am enjoying, I hope you are too. If I get an email, I ain't checking it. In fact, do yourself a favor. If you have one of these little iPhones, um, don't set it up to have automatic emails. That's something I do. So every time I open the, the mail app, that's when the new emails download. So I'll get like eight or 12 or three emails at a time. And throughout the workday, I'll check it fairly frequently, but I ain't gonna check it tonight. Whatever it is, it can wait, I promise you. I promise you it can wait. I'm gonna, after this, I'm gonna have a little bit of downtime, relaxing with me. I might go in the jacuzzi. I might just hang out a little bit. 
Um, and then after that, going to bed. Tomorrow, what's tomorrow? Tuesday. So tomorrow's coaching day, and I have some coaching calls, and I'll also be in the office. And guess what? In the morning, after I've read the Word, after I've spent some time praying, having breakfast, having a cup of coffee, after, uh, after that, right, maybe 10, 10 o'clock or so, I'd like to go in the office at 10, so after some morning time, then I'm going to go check my emails and find out what happened. Some people don't even check their emails to the end of the day, but you can get into that. The point is compartmentalize as much as possible. The other idea is batching, right? So you want to batch your emails into like twice a day when you can. Um, batch your uh, recording, right? So I'm making content. So one of the things I do with the podcast is I try to sit down and batch and, and come up with three to five ideas, and then the next day I'll sit and, and, and record three to five episodes worth. So I'm not trying to every single week or, or every few days, I'm, I'm trying not to do this. It's gotta be like batch, batch, batch. So I'll spend, trust me, and when it comes to, I'm just jumping around, I think this is great. This is what you get when you get mad at night, you know? Um, but when it comes to like spending time with people too, I find that you can be less frequent if you have depth, right? So my son, I, I, he would love to hang out with me every minute, I think, you know, for most minutes. Um, but I spend a lot of time with him, right? But it's not the quality, it's not the quantity of time, right? You know where I'm going with this. It's the quality. So if I just am hanging out with him all day, he's never really going to get enough of me and he's not going to feel like he's connected. But if I pick him up from school and I hang out with him and say, what do you want to do? Let's play. And I talk with him and we do some homework and we go wrestle on the couch and we play Play-Doh or whatever. I read him a book, you know, like when we spend an afternoon or an evening together, man, that like, that's good. It's deep in its quality and that will satiate where it's not that I don't want to see him the next day, but if life was busy and I had to go do some work and I had to be gone, I could kind of more or less be gone for another day or two because that's going to last, right? If I, if I spend time with Lowell and I go deep and stay, you know, for the evening for like hours and really just are present, she'll be okay if I can't be present the next day because there's a lot going on. So it's about spending quality time in the things that are important to you. Again, it's not just family, it's business, it's, it's clients, it's marketing, it's whatever. So try doing that, grab your calendar and start scheduling things that aren't schedulable. Schedule that every Wednesday from 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock, you're going to work on new marketing ideas. Schedule Thursday from 5 to 7, you're going to do some study time. Um, you're going to, you know, all those master classes and home studies you signed up for. Well, schedule a time for it, for goodness sakes. Just go maybe um, Tuesday night from 8 to 10, I'm going to open up home study stuff, and that's what I'm going to do. And, and don't beat yourself up because you didn't do it Wednesday, and then Thursday, and then Friday. Just don't do it those times, but Tuesday is the night that you do home studies, or Monday is the night that you do whatever, um, and that's how it works. So um, batch your time, learn to prioritize over urgency, learn to say no and learn to say yes to things. Um, all that hopefully can come together and you can really consider this is what it looks like to start batching time. So if you joined us late, it was all about batching time and stewarding our time well. I hope this was a fun Facebook Live for you. Um, thanks for hanging out with me, for those of you that hanged out this whole time, and certainly go back and watch the archive. If you're on the, uh, if you're on the podcast, uh, this is the Purpose Driven Entrepreneur Podcast, and these are dropping as bonus episodes throughout the week, so I hope this was fun for you in your week, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this or watching it. Um, have a blessed uh, week, a blessed life, and just go kick some butt in your life. So talk to you real soon.